Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast, and my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And Steve, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Surviving the heat, man. Yeah, it's been hot here in Tucson, Arizona lately. We get some monsoon action, but uh, it's been hot as well. So uh, we hope things are going well for you, wherever you might be at in listening to our podcast. The Church Solutions Podcast comes to you every week, and we're a tech company. We we actually help churches do streaming video, mobile apps. Uh, We do content management. We do lots of things outside of tech, too, because... Uh, Steve and I and uh, probably every member of our team have been involved in ministry for many years. And so we love the church and we love to enable pastors and and not just pastors, but tech people and key volunteers. Uh, We want to help you and help your church be uh, productive, reach people. And that's what it's all about. So who's our guest today, Steve? So we have Andrew Statsny back on a different topic. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. All right. Well, we had Andrew on last week, and uh, normally our guests, when we have them on, they never come back for some reason. <laughs> Andrew seems to like us, and uh, I'm kidding, but Andrews, we've known Andrew for many years. I met Andrew probably 10 years ago or more. Uh, he was at Life Church in Oklahoma. He was there for many years. Uh, he was at a church in California called Bayside Church, and now he's with a... Uh, an organization called CDF Capital, and uh, you've been there several years. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but but just for people that maybe didn't catch the podcast, what is CDF Capital? Sure, uh, CDF Capital is a a church fund that uh, is sixty five plus years old. Um, it has seventeen thousand account holders that have invested their finances into. Um, actually loaning money to churches to build buildings and to build the kingdom. And so I actually sit on the opposite side of that. I don't sit on the financial side. I sit on our, our leadership consulting side where we work with pastors to make sure they're healthy, their teams are, are healthy, uh, that they're fully equipped, and, and frankly, that they have really good strategies for growth. So, yeah. Uh, and you do a great job, and you're always open to helping. We talked a little bit last week about church mergers and how all that works, but uh, we touched on something a little bit last week that we thought we would continue this week, and that had to do with with, with data and, and digital data and those things. And we thought uh, the little discussion we were having actually before we pressed record here was how to leverage, I guess you might say, the hidden data in your church because you you hopefully have some information and data on people and we want to talk a little bit about that because that information represents people and and if you're trying to reach people and you're trying to grow your church and you're trying to help people get to the next step uh, helping them using digital technology is certainly a tool that's very useful and uh, I think you mentioned it Andrew uh, many churches just don't leverage that don't understand how to use it. So let's let's discuss that a little bit among ourselves today. How's that sound? Sure, that sounds great. I, I, uh, I first of all, I just want to say thank you to to you guys, um, Bill and Steve. You guys, uh, because you have been involved in hands-on ministry, you understand the 
the necessity. What we're doing is we're pastoring people. Like God, that's what God's called us to do. And um, you guys have a great company that helps churches. And in the end, like the result is that people need to take their next step of faith in Christ. They need to take their next step of maybe commitment at their local church. And so what you do allows people to do that in a, in a, in a way that uh, maybe, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, people would have just like dreamed about it and, uh-huh. and never realized it. But it's actually pretty cool. So you're already doing some of the things that uh, and giving tools to churches to be able to do some of the things that we're going to talk about uh, today. But um, I just am, I'm such a firm believer that, you know, we are trying to all always put out the message of Christ. And sometimes we get lost in the we, we find a new megaphone to use. So it could be um, we are going to we're going to stream, which is great because people can attend church without but then we take it and we go a step further and we're like, okay, let's use, we have a bulletin at church, but we also have Facebook and we have Instagram and we're going to use those as our, basically an extension of our church bulletin. And, uh, and really, I think it falls short of, of what we're trying to do. In the end, yes, we're trying to tell people about, you know, what's happening at, at our church, but we're, we're pastoring them and we need to make sure that we're, we're paying attention to the data and alike isn't just a thumb, you know, like this, a like is somebody behind that going, I connect with that. And how are we then connecting back with that person to say, hey, we can help you on your next step of following Christ. So I kind of take it like, you know, you you said, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but data deserves a seat at the table. And and I think we need to look at it even further, like data deserves to be pastored and to be shepherded. Uh, because there's people behind every every one and every zero. There's a person behind there that um, either needs a relationship with Christ or needs to strengthen their relationship with Christ. So, yeah. I, I think back to the, um, I think Phil's used this illustration before, you know, the Romans put the roads in and that was used to spread the gospel. You know, just whatever the technology of the day was, um, it's it's there for the church to try to leverage and so kind of what we're i think talking about today is you know we're now in the internet age and so what is out there that we may already be doing but we could do it in a better way or do it in a you mentioned kind of a smart way um to you know to to fulfill the gospel you know to, to and so we're kind of talking about i assume some ways that that we can give, we can pastor the data. You know, right now we've not been pastoring the data. We've kind of been, I think there's a lot of, a lot of within a lot of churches, there's a lot of crisis management, you know, where there's, yeah. you know, oh, this is going on this week. We got to address this and this guy's doing this and we got to, you know, it's, it's very reactionary. And we're kind of, I think, talking about a topic where we can be a little more proactive by leveraging some of the data that's, you know, already at our feet. Yeah, and even last week we talked the subject about um, churches merging together mm-hmm. and using um, a church that might have um, resources that could be repurposed for the kingdom. Uh, but that, if it's going to be a campus of a church, um, you're going to have a launch of a campus. And there are, there are great ways digitally that we can build community um, and use it as a tool to actually help the growth of the church as well. But um, 
those individuals connect and be part of a launch team and be part of an, an all-in team that says, hey, we're going in the same place. And before anything ever gets launched, we have the ability to find great stuff out about people, um, to, to use Google Analytics and and Facebook and some of those things to really dive into who our audience is and how do we connect with more people that are similar or um, that have some some of the same interests and things like that. And I just think that there's these tools that we have with data that we simply are not com using. Um, one one thought I've been working on, and Stephen, uh, you and I, um, you and I sat down a couple of weeks ago um, and just started. It was a it was a lot of fun. Number one, uh, if you ever get a chance to to hang out with Steve Lacey, he knows where to get great steaks. And so, if you're if you're a vegan, sorry, but it was amazing. Uh, but we just began to talk about church and how to help connect people and some of the tools that what if we develop something like this and I was talking with someone about our whole conversation and and um, they, they come out of the marketplace and his he began to formulate he drew out on a napkin for me and he said what churches do is churches will typically create content for the weekend service and so in doing so, there's usually one person, two, three people maybe on a team that help put the, a message together. The pastor will hone that message down. And there's a lot of presumptive things that are happening there. Like, I think I know who my audience is going to be based on I preached here before and therefore this is going to be my audience. But nobody is, intent, is intentional about actually gathering data about who's going to be there before it happens. Like we're not communicating before that with people that we actually have touch points with, you know, specifically for like we can, we can know who's going to be there most of the time. Um, and then number one, what data are we getting for them? But what data are we giving to them before? And so there's there's an exchange. And then during the service um, where you have both a live stream that's taking place and an actual in-person service that's going on what how are we actually asking for things uh, for data back so there's an exchange like we're talking but a conversation um just like we're having it's it should be two-way so how do we receive data during the middle of of those things like what are those points that for that and then the after part like what are we continuing to follow up with like if people have been a part of the stream and you guys have a great platform that captures so many pieces of, of data and we can analyze that. Um, how do we then communicate back with them on how to follow up with their week and how to continue their growth pattern of, of following Christ with the week? So it's kind of a holistic approach to it and going, that's a whole process that it's more than just, um, hey, we need to make sure we pray with people when they actually approach us about prayer. Um, is that, am I making sense? Yeah, I think so. And I would add, just again, to emphasize this too, especially to our viewers and listeners. Uh, we're talking two-way communication here, at least. You know, we're yes. not just talking. Let's collect a bunch of data on people so we know what everybody is. But it's more like, hey, how can we connect with these people? How can we establish relationship and conversation and take it to the next level? Again, to help them with their next step. Uh, that, yes, is, absolutely. You guys with me on what I just said here? This is more of a discussion. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And that, that whole piece of, I mean, nobody loves to be, nobody likes to be shouted at. 
and sometimes or nobody likes to in a conversation to be to be dominated and sometimes we come across that way i almost liken it um i had these uh volunteers when i when i was a senior pastor i had these volunteers that were greeters and they were amazing and we were growing and things were happening i came out and and i i noticed something where the front doors they got so excited they would other people would gather around them that were equally as excited and all of a sudden it felt like when you would walk into the church for the first time like you were walking through the greeter gauntlet <laughs> it's just like overkill and i noticed some people kind of like trying to sneak around them and, and things and they're like hey give me a big hug and and it right. was like one of these you know it just wasn't the right it's it was it was too much All and right. sometimes i think with with the way we communicate in our content we're just into what we're doing in our, in our next event and our next thing and our next discipleship class and our our next series that we're going to do and um yeah. that i think we i think we miss a lot of times just slowing down yeah. and and having that conversation the um the, yeah, I, uh, go ahead, Steve. I, I was I, as you're talking here, I'm thinking back to you know there's there's a I've been a trend for I don't know another a decade or so about mass customization. You know where we and Phil was kind of alluding it to we we often will send you know an email blast to everybody, and it um, you know we may say they we're having a new football game or you know flag football game this weekend and we send it to the elders and the babies and uh, you know there's and it's because we're not looking at some of the data is there am i heading down the right direction so instead of yeah. some mass communication what people value is some personal communication on how to move people from you know along in their walk with christ and you can't do that with a, a big megaphone right is it no i i think i think it really has to be personalized um one of the things that uh that's really been interesting me as of late is the ability to kind of go back in time like if someone has a if someone drops off the like our, our biggest fear would be somebody as as pastors somebody stops coming to church and we don't know about it because not just because they're not attending but because we know that probably something traumatic happened in their life or their family, um, and we weren't there to help them during that process. Like we missed it somehow. Like in all of our connected points, and and uh, it, it, we we just missed it. I mean, I I had a a lady that uh, dropped off for like six weeks, and she would always uh, greet me and hug me every week, and she just was make a beeline for me. And uh, it seemed like a month and a half had gone by, and I saw her coming from the parking lot, and the thought went through my mind, um, I haven't seen her in, in a long time. What, what happened? And I was so, because she had this kidney issue and health issues and all this kind of stuff, like I just was going over my mind like, oh man, I failed as a pastor. I completely missed that. And... Uh, she walked right up to me and gave me this huge hug. I was like, Hey pastor, I'm so glad to be back. And I just said, man, I, I, I've missed you. Where have you been? And, Oh, I was in the hospital and my, you know, my, and I just thought, Oh, I can't believe I missed that as a pastor. 
Now, the good thing was she was in a small group, right? And the small group was able to visit her every day, take care of her dogs. When she got back home, made sure she had meals, all those things. But, but not everybody's in a small group. I mean, actually at a church, when a church hits 50, 60% in small groups, everyone's given high fives and, you know, wearing t-shirts like we did it and whatever else. But there are so many people that we miss that on. And so my, my thought is, is simply this, is if we were able to analyze data properly, right. could we anticipate when somebody's, when something happens to somebody like a couple months before, like for instance, if someone gets divorced or, you know, that can we, could we have known that they were going through some difficult times and be able to be there for them. Um, right. Whatever it might be. So those type of things, like, are, can we go back in time and analyze after somebody's gone through this and then go, hey, we can actually repeat this. I um, can see where where you're talking about pastoring the data. And we do this with our with other ministries that we shepherd today. I want to give another an example, but I'm kind of getting where you're coming from, where is if you're pastoring the data, you can say, okay, guys, let's let's uh, you know take a break from what we're planning for next weekend, and let's look at some you know people like or potential look for indicators of something going on in people's lives that we could proactively address, and I could see where you could you know look at the data that would allow you to pastor in that manner. So I'll give a, an example. <laughs> that we do, it's not in the ministry, but I can see how it would apply. One of the things that, that Phil does regularly, or we do regularly right now, is we we monitor how our ministries are doing with their streaming. And so we've got um, some algorithms that run that will show either big increases in attendance or big decreases in attendance. And so we've learned over time that that is an indicator to, of something that's going to happen in the future, you know, um, either good or bad. And so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll look at that data and we can say, hmm, this church has been streaming with, you know, 400 people every week for, you know, nine years now. And last week they had 100. What's, you know, let's, let's reach out to these guys and find out what's going on. And so, I mean, that's, that's an example I would think yeah. of using data or pastoring the data. And, and traditionally, when we say data has a seat at the table, or, um, what we're what we're usually talking about is attendance and and giving and people making a decision to follow Christ. And so, like those three are the big numbers. Then you can look into like baptisms and kids' attendance and number of cars in the parking lot and how many services you're doing and how much per person giving was there and all these different things that. We begin to analyze, but like uh, a leading indicator uh, for for church in general is the giving piece of it. That if if giving, you know, if attendance drops a little bit, but giving is up. Um, to me, I've always looked at that as a leading indicator that people are investing into this because they believe in what God's doing here, and they believe in the mission, the vision, the values, and that's going to pay dividends in the long run with people's lives being changed. Um, conversely, attendance could be up and giving could be down. And it's also one of those things that you're like, hey, we, we better pay attention to this because if we don't, this could come back and bite us um, because we have to fund what God's, God's doing here. Um, right. So those are, are just some small things that we've used over time.
time, I think for, for what we're talking about is how do we even dig deeper now that people are visiting our church a half a dozen times or more on different platforms before they ever actually step foot in the door, um, how do we actually begin that process of pastoring them and even putting them into giving them opportunities to invest and to give before they've ever stepped foot in the door or participated in a ministry? Um, you know, it's, it's so when somebody gives for the first time, it's like they're putting their flag you know, in the ground and saying, this is my church and I'm here and I'm going to invest into this. And that's a pretty significant spot. But digitally, you know, people feel much more secure giving online and through platforms um, like, you know, what you guys run, then they would walk into the church if it was their first time and writing a check and giving it to somebody that to me now that would seem really insecure, um, insecure, or unsecure. Whatever it is, it's not secure in their mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, look, we've got, we, we only really have about five minutes or so left on what we do with these podcasts. So, I mean, what are some practical things here? And I, I want to, you know, because we've got people listening going, okay, this is interesting discussion, but what do I do as a pastor or as an associate? And, and I will say this, I do think the things you mentioned, Andrew, about, you know, the parking lot and the giving and the attendance, I mean, not everybody goes to that level. I mean, they may count the money and they may count the, the heads, the butts in the seats. Can I say butts on this podcast? But there may be other things that they're not looking at, like the children and those kind of things. So uh, those I think are very important, but you're talking about going to a deeper level. I, I am. And I would I would just say, Phil, that um, a, a, a gentleman I worked with, Kevin Penry, um, would say something to this. Uh, I hope I'm going to get the gist of it. I don't think I'm going to quote him exactly, but he would say, it's hard to grow what you don't measure. And so looking at, at that, you're, you're measuring it so that you can say, are we growing this? Are we stewarding this? Well, um, one of the things that I hear from pastors all the time is my Facebook page, my Instagram, our Instagram page is, oh, it's amazing. It's taken off. You know, we'll post something. We get 300 likes and you know, there are ways that you can actually now find out who are the people that actually liked that and then communicate back with them. And so one of uh, two, two simple things. One is um, there's there's Sprout, so Sprout Social out there and Hootsuite and other there's a half a dozen other ones that you can monitor your different social platforms kind of all in one piece. Well, if you're monitoring those in one in one spot. Um, it's easy to take and download those conversations into an Excel spreadsheet and then upload them into your church's database, like Finding Center People or whatever it might be. There's you know dozens that allow you to do it. Well, you're beginning to figure out who's actually like really connected with the church and who is just you know a drive-by that wasn't connected with you. So that's like one thing. And, and somebody that actually looks at that and goes, hey, that's pretty important. If somebody's giving us information by clicking and saying they like something or sharing it with, with their group of friends, that's pretty important. That, I mean, especially if, we're, if we want to continue to grow. So how do I maximize, um, maximize that? Uh, another way I think is, is huge is, is begin to slowly introduce things digitally into your live services in person. So whether it be, hey, if you want today's talk notes for the, the message, text, you know, notes to this number and it 
kicks back the notes to them. Well, what you just did is you captured their phone number, right? And you're able now to follow up afterwards with them throughout the week to say, hey, here's extra content on the message from this week or whatever it might be. Um, another one that people miss all the time is most places when somebody comes in, they'll pull out their device, even in church with the version and the Bible app and everything else that we have with churches having apps. You guys do mobile apps. Um, people are pulling their phone out in church to help assist with their actual visit to church and, and being a part of their experience. Um, I think it's important to have a really good Wi-Fi system that you're actually asking somebody to, to log on for the first time to give you a little bit of information, but you just, you've just captured information from their device. So you know when they're visiting now before you know anybody else even does. Um, and there's companies out there, there's companies I partner with, I'm sure you guys partner with some, that that's what they do is they take that information and um, they have networks of, of tens of thousands of Wi-Fi networks where they've already identified what, how people shop, what, um, where they go for entertainment, where they go to church, and we can actually take that information then and congregate that in a way that says we know how to best communicate with that person. So there's a couple small things. Yeah. I was we're gonna run out of time. I don't want to cut Steve okay. off. Will, but uh, I, you know, I was just thinking about this as you mentioned. You know, my church has a Facebook page. I think every church probably has a Facebook page by now, or they should. But you can see who likes your Facebook page. You can go back and see who the, who likes it. So you can actually go and look at their profile and uh, get some information on them. And I'm not talking in a creepy way, but in a way that hey, if you've got if they've got kids or something. You could maybe point them in the direction of, hey, thanks for liking our page. And did you know we have a kids event coming up, you know, next week at the church? I mean, is that that would be an example. Unless you're like Life Church or, you know, um, another large church that you're not getting hundreds of likes every week, you may be getting 5, 10, 15 likes. It's the best time you can spend to take and throw a quick little note to somebody saying, hey, we noticed that you had an interest. We're here to serve you and pray for you and right. want to help you in, in any way that we can in your faith. So you were talking about the, the you know, we had talked about this idea before that some of the churches are doing with, like when you go to a business and you sign into their Wi-Fi and you've got to either agree to the terms of service or put your email address in or something like that. So the what's going on behind the scenes there, or what could go on behind the scenes, like you were talking about, was just kind of expanding on what you're saying but earlier was, the, you know, they signed into church, and then this this system that um, that manages the the same kind of Wi-Fi system for other businesses, you'd be able to see that hey, this guy that Steve that just showed up goes to Starbucks every Thursday, or and you'd be able to leverage that data to minister with that person um, more effectively, it really, right? It really helps you know who your audience is, right? And yeah. then you, Absolutely. yeah, it may creep some people out, but. What, what's your? I mean, what's my take on it? Yeah. Um, I think if I think if you if you do it in ways where you always give people an opt out, mm -hmm. so when you're communicating with them, whether by email or text, give them a way to opt out to go. You know what? I don't need these kind of messages. Um, but you know that that I think is is just really good um, kind of digital behavior is mm -hmm. to not force communication on somebody. So. Um, you know, just like somebody puts you on a do not call list or whatever. It's the same right. same type of thing. Like we should always have that. 
Um, and then the other part is, is, you know, there are things that, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to help people grow. We're not trying to creep people out. Right. And so when you become obsessive, that creeps people out. When, when you get to the point where you're just being helpful and you really have the, the, the best intentions and a clean message, um, and a clear message, I, I think that that's probably where the line stays the straightest. Absolutely. So look, we're, we're out of time here. I'm sorry, guys, but uh, and and look, this is a little, yeah, it's a little controversial. I, I think a little bit. You know, uh, I'm sure there's people maybe thinking, oh, I'm not sure I like this idea, but you know, that's okay. Think about it. We'd love to get your feedback. But I think our point is, Bill, streaming church was controversial for yes. the longest time, and and now it's like churches learn how to leverage what God's doing in their in the middle of of you know, in the middle of who they are and they're being able to express that in a way no one ever thought possible. We're talking about, we want to reach people for Christ. In the end, that's the result. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the whole goal. So, uh, we've been talking with Andrew uh, Statsny. If you would like to get a hold of Andrew or us, uh, probably the, the simplest way is just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. Andrew is with CDF Capital. Uh, you can just Google that, and if you want to talk to him, you certainly can. Or again, just go through us, and we'll make sure uh, he gets the messages and we'll connect you with him. So uh, we're out of time, out of time. But I, I, I think this is a very interesting discussion. And, and the takeaway here is basically pastor the data, right? Uh, uh, really use this information, leverage some of this data that can help people not only help your church grow, but help them get to the next step in their relationship with God and in their, in their walk. So that's kind of all we're talking about today. So guys, we're done. I sure appreciate your, your time today, Andrew. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thanks guys. And Steve Lacey uh, on the other end there. Thank you, Steve. I'm Phil Thompson. And, and thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. We'll catch you again next time. Take care.